5: Hey Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey Money Movers, welcome back to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Our celebrity guest this week is an American professional hurdler and sprinter specializing in the 400-meter and the 400-meter hurdles. He is determined to become one of the best hurdlers that's ever been, and so far he's off to not just a good start, but a fast start. In college, he set a 400-meter relay record, and at the World Championships, he won gold and silver. And just this summer, at the Olympics in Tokyo, he brought home both gold and silver medals for Team USA, breaking records in the process. I am honored and super excited to welcome to the Money Moves podcast one of the fastest men alive, Team USA's own Olympian Rye Benjamin. Hi, Rye. Welcome to the podcast. Hello,
3: hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, happy to talk and you know chop things up.
5: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, Rye, congratulations on all your success and hard work this summer. I think. Every kid was at home watching you win gold medals, and it was truly a historic and incredible, incredible race to watch. So congratulations. Thank you. How does it feel to be back now? Are you back in the U.S. now?
3: Yeah, I'm back in L.A. Uh, Feels uh, feels pretty good. Feels kind of strange, you know, Uh, especially, you know, being in the village for like two weeks. Yeah. uh, You know, kind of being confined to a space and then now you're back and it's like, it just, it feels sort of weird. Like it, it almost, it's almost like nothing ever happened. So yeah, man, it's been pretty good, uh, I uh, was in Oregon a day or two ago for my last meet, and uh, now we're in like full vacation mode right now.
5: Okay, so now you get a little bit of downtime. Yeah. What does vacation mode look like for a professional athlete? Because I can't imagine you're sitting around eating Five Guys and like.
3: <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I was at Shake Shack yesterday for lunch, <laughs> and I just had Popeyes for uh, for lunch today too. So I'm enjoying it
5: okay
3: well i guess i take that back yeah yeah for me uh vacations like i mean of course i don't have the luxury of eating at you know a lot of good restaurants here because of you know dietary restrictions uh throughout the year so i'm trying to experience the la food scene some more um so uh that's the goal for this off season um, I'm going jet skiing next week with wow. uh, some of my boys and uh, some of my other friends. We're, we're in a jet ski from Long Beach to Catalina.
5: Oh, and, wow. Uh, I love so, this. Uh,
3: yeah, that should be pretty fun. And then I'm heading to New York uh, back home for a couple of days. Uh, so, you know, hang out in the city a little bit, you know, experience that food scene because I, I love food and stuff like that. So that's, that, those are my plans right now.
5: That's great. Well, you deserve it. So I know, you know, so many kids dream of being an Olympic medalist and competing amongst the world's greats. And one of the things we love to talk about on the Money Moves podcast is just excellence, and you truly embody that. Can we talk about, you know, the mindset that it takes to really become an Olympian and where you sort of first saw those sparks? Were you one, were you two, were you three, or did this come late in life?
3: Um... Well, first of all, it's it's I know it sounds cliche, but it's a lot of sacrifice, like a lot of sacrifice. Um, it's not going home for Christmas, not going home for Thanksgiving, you know, just being here locked in on, on on what it is that you want to achieve. And knowing that, you know, this small sacrifice right now is going to set me up later along in life or or uh, you're going to reap the benefits later. But um, I think I noticed how driven I was um, probably my sophomore year in high school Yeah, Um, just to be, you know, even great then on on that scene, wanting to be the best in my area in New York. And uh, I think it started from there. And I think that work ethic um, through track kind of rolled over into my personal life. And uh, I think I got even more so serious about it my junior year in college. My first two years, I kind of, you know, I was just having fun, you know, you know, your first year in college, you kind of want to experience some things and, 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 and do a lot. And, you know, I was definitely having fun, but I think I, I kind of locked in on what it is I needed to do yeah. my junior yeah. year in college.
5: And did you go to college on a track scholarship?
3: Yeah, I went. To, so I went to UCLA for two years and then I transferred to USC for my last two years, but I only ran collegiately one year and then I went pro, but um, I got to, I experienced both, uh, both ends of LA, you know, the UCLA <laughs> side and, and the USC yeah. side. So it definitely is uh, definitely was a great experience.
5: So when you talk about this drive and being able to tap into that drive, um, what does the training schedule of an Olympian look like? Because I think a lot of times, you know, I want our audience and our young listeners out there to really understand that mindset and what it takes right. to be excellent at that level. So tell us about, right. you know, an average training day.
3: So in the fall, that's when, I mean, that's, we call it, that's where the money's made. Um, and that's where you put the, the big deposits in. It's, it's pretty hectic. So um, uh, we start at, uh, I probably lift at around 10 o'clock. And I lift for about an hour, sometimes an hour and 20, depending on how long the lift is and and how strenuous it is. And then we come back for a second session during the day from one to maybe about three o'clock. And um, in between that time, you're doing you're doing prehab stuff to get prepared for practice to get ready for that second session. And uh, it's 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 a lot of running, a lot of technique stuff uh, getting done um so that's mondays and tuesdays wednesdays i'm up at 4:50 because we have practice at 5 a.m in the morning and it's mm-hmm. like we're running hills um out here in la and it's it's pretty dark so you're like you're you're going to practice and it's like you can't see anything at all and it's it's dark outside and it's like yeah run up this hill uh a few times we're usually out there for like an hour two hours sometimes so that's a wednesday and uh um and then we have the rest of the day off. But it's a a lot of those days back to back to back. Um, Saturdays sometimes we have off, but it it just depends on what we're doing that week.
5: So with this Olympian mindset, and you talked about, you know, in the fall, it's where the money is made. Do you correlate this to making deals that can actually translate into money or, you know, cultivating your skills and talents as a hurdler?
3: I mean, I'll go with that. The latter statement um, is cultivating those skills and realizing that okay, this is what I need to do to get better in That's order right. for me to have a successful spring season.
5: It's great. So for a lot of us, the pandemic was a hard hit to our day-to-day regimens. Obviously, it pushed the Olympics back an extra year. But how did it affect your training regimen? And did you notice a difference? Was it a benefit?
3: uh for me was it was rough because yeah. now you spent so the pandemic hit what was it march of 2020 yeah. about
5: march we locked down
3: right about march so in 2019 you spent the, le- the later half of 2019 preparing january came around you're preparing february came around you're preparing and you know i felt really good and then as an athlete and, and as a person like you set goals like this is where this is what we're training for so now we're going to work back from that yeah and, in order to get there and the goal was the olympics and now you take the end goal away and now it's like what are we doing yeah. like what then like what's happening now and when covid first started everyone was just scared mindless like we yeah. didn't know what to do we didn't know the effect rough. of this, this of this virus and stuff like it was rough like it was yeah it was, rough. it was really rough yeah. so and now we're all indoors sitting down and then it was just a moment where i was just lost and it was like do we keep practicing how can we keep practicing facilities are closed and then they announced that okay it's being postponed so now we have to find ways to train um, without being on a track. So I don't know if you're familiar with LA, but like we were just everywhere at oh. Griffith Park, yeah, at uh, Culver City in the neighborhoods. Like people were coming out on their on their front steps, like watching us like run in the streets. Like it was legit crazy. Wow. I mean, it was. We were doing everything. I was like, you know, doing workouts in the alleyway here downtown. Like it was just. It was just ridiculous. Get anywhere you uh, can. Anywhere you can get anywhere you can. And, and and we worked because we knew that all right, like we can't take the whole year off because no. That's just not something you can afford to do uh in this sport. So, you know, we worked and we were able to salvage, you know, whatever it was of the season that we had, doing it safely. Um, thankfully none of us, you know, got COVID and we were really safe about it. And uh, you know. We did what we needed to do, but that year was just very trying and and it just made you realize that you can't take things for granted because just, you know, things could just disappear from right in front of you just like that. So it was just one of those moments.
5: Well, I applaud you because I know that hard work paid off and, you know, getting to the Olympics and taking home the medals you did, like, it is a huge accomplishment.
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever.
5: A couple more questions for you and then we'll let you go. So, I mean, in addition to being a highly trained athlete, you are also a business, you know. Can you tell us how you look at, you know, your athletic career as a business opportunity um, and how you sort of manage that?
3: Uh, Well, I... Like to sometimes refer to myself as a walking billboard for Nike, yeah, you know, because I mean, you know, they, you know, they, in an essence, pay me to perform well and yeah. to support and represent their brand as well. But you know, through through athletics, like as a business, if I think of myself as a business, it's it's from a marketing sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I I don't necessarily get too involved in the nitty gritty of actually running a business because it's so time consuming. What I'm, when I'm doing right now, also, is very time consuming. So it's hard to really navigate that whole, you know, like, all right, like, how do I build a business from the startup and all that type of stuff. But I I look at it from a marketing standpoint, like how can I represent myself Mm -hmm. on an international stage uh, on a global stage? Um, and you know, be personable, be relatable, and and be able to sell a product. And that's the way I I, I look at it. And you know, so far I think I've been doing a, a good job. You know, I I I think I have been. And uh, I try to be responsible with you know the way I even spend money and, and yeah. how I allocate funds and stuff like that. And it's been a lot of saving. Um, I like cars. So,
5: <laughs> Everybody okay. has a vice. I can see yeah, the second yeah. fastest man in the world should yeah. like cars. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I like I like cars. So like that's my that's my hobby and stuff like that. So all right. So I, now you
5: got to tell us like what cars you have and what's your dream car.
3: So my dream car is a Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. That's my dream car. Okay. But right now I have a I have a Range Rover and I just bought an Audi R8.
2: Ooh! So, yeah.
3: So it's, it's it's been uh pretty exciting here past couple of days, but um, yeah. But I, I I try to be smart about it. Um, I try to make if it doesn't make sense, yeah, economically, then I will never ever make that decision. But I mean, it's it's you know one of those things where you know, I worked hard, and that was my goal. You know, I told myself if I meddled, I'd, I'd I if I meddled twice, I'd get that car. And uh, you know, I got it done, and and that was like one of my, that was my only treat to myself, actually. Wow,
5: that's I, gotta uh, feel yeah.
3: so good. Yeah. Like, no, this... I felt really it was unreal because you know it's like as a kid you saw that car. It was in like Iron Man, and yeah, thing, you want that car, and you you I always walked into dealerships and saw it, and like you just had no idea of how you're gonna get there and how you're gonna do it, but you just know you're gonna do it, and it was just surreal to just drive off the lot with the car. Like it was just honestly insane but,
5: oh I love it what a feeling yeah, yeah. What and, uh, it's a been
3: feeling. it's been pretty good but you know as as a, as a as a person and as a as a business I try to represent myself as best as I can because as athletes that that's what we could do and that's what I can do uh, in this moment uh, definitely post track I definitely want to venture into you know the financial side of, um, of, of business um, so You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I I know quite a few people here in L.A. and, you know, being a USC alum, that also helps tremendously because I've met so many amazing people that just genuinely want to help you. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, when this is all said and done, then I could venture into something else, you know, pretty exciting and, and do some things there as well, too.
5: Well, that's great and we will definitely be looking out to see more from you, shaving off times, more medals, and of course entrepreneurial pursuits You know, there's a lot of people in the Money Moves audience that have young kids, up and coming athletes that would, of course, love to follow in your footsteps and pursue their dreams to become a professional athlete. And I know a lot of the legalities are changing now in terms of sponsorship at the collegiate level and in high school. Can you offer any advice to our audience on how parents and athletes can help, um, you know, monetize and pursue those goals?
3: Uh, Yeah, sure. I mean, it's been very interesting. Uh, these past couple months with this new NLI uh, thing going on. I wish you know, I right. when I was in school, because <laughs> I mean, who couldn't use some money, but, of course, um, but it's, it's, it's very interesting and it's a very tricky situation because now you were giving young kids, essentially, you know, some won't even be 18 or just turned 18 and, and you've never handled this much money before. Yeah. And it's like, what do I do with it? And like, you can't spend it all. Cause of course you have to pay taxes on that money, depending on, you know, where it is, where, if, if you're in Florida or here in California, you have to pay taxes with that money and stuff like that. And you have to be smart with it because like I said, nothing lasts forever. And that money will be, it could be gone quickly. overnight. And especially being a freshman in, in, in college, you see all these nice things and, you think that, okay, I have the money to buy it. So let me go do that. But you know, sometimes it's just not the case and it's not the smart move yeah. right now. Um, like I said, like, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Uh, like I said, like, if it doesn't make financial sense, you know, in two to five years, then don't do it. Yeah. But I mean, the, the advice I, I would have is, you know, sit down, speak to your kids, you know, talk to them about the importance of money and saving money and, and you know, spending responsibly. Um, I'm not saying that you I'm not saying to not go buy things that you like and stuff like that, but you know, have them make that important decision. It's 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 their life and at some point, you know, they have to take accountability for what they're doing. But I mean it's a it's a, it's an awesome time right now. Um, for kids coming out of high school to make money and like I said like if you're personable if you're relatable i mean that goes a long 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 way Absolutely. and uh being the face of a brand that could you know that that could push and and, and, and sell numbers i mean like you're you're in a you're in a great position and like, especially being on the collegiate scene where things like march madness is like crazy you know <laughs> people you know love football when it's on and stuff like that. So it's a great time. It's a fantastic, it's pretty exciting. To, yeah. Yeah. To market yourself and, and, you know, be that young person and be that individual that you've seen on the TV, whether it's like Steph or LeBron or, or, Rye. or yeah or me, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, but it, it doesn't matter, you know, you know, be that person and, and, you know, don't take it for granted. And, The one thing I I would say is, is just, you know, no matter the situation, just be respectful. That'll go a long way, a very, very long way. And that's, that's my two cents on that's it. That's
5: great advice. That's, that's a whole dollar right there of advice. You've got a great head on your shoulders. So it was such a pleasure talking to you. And Thank I'd you. be remiss if I didn't ask you what your favorite songs on your playlist were. I need to know what Olympians train to. So like, what are you listening really? to these days and what I won you that medal? I listen
3: to everything. I'm kind of Drake, if you're watching this.
5: As a Canadian, uh, I'm a true fan. So yeah. love that you mentioned Drake.
3: Yeah. I listen to a lot of Drake uh but I, I have a lot of Drake on the playlist um i listen to a lot of g herbo um a lot of young dolph i'm like secretly like the biggest young dolph fan i what? feel like he's the best rapper coming out the south and you know, honestly <laughs> uh no shade to anyone else <laughs> but um us tell you I have a lot of young dolph uh uh i listen to Hans Zimmer i really like his his uh his movie scores uh-huh. stuff like that so i think that's like Sometimes you just want to, you just want to, you know, chill and and get to that. It's like more of of a meditative type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's for me to think about what it is I have to do without, you know, having everyone um, rap at you and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's basically my, my playlist in all honesty.
5: Great. That's great. Okay. Last but not least, what's your average training day meal look like?
3: Average training day meal, uh, so in the morning, I'll have two eggs or three, depending on what I'm doing that day, Um, some bacon, avocado toast, and sometimes I'll have coffee, like I have like a little coffee maker behind me right here, that's pretty nice, Um, and uh, for lunch, I'll probably have something light, depending on, because of course, I have to go run, in the afternoon. So I'll probably have like a sandwich or something like that. And then for dinner, I'll probably do salmon or steak, some potatoes, rice. Uh, it just, yeah, depends on what I'm feeling that day. I'll just go to Whole Foods. Uh, I'll, I'll look up a, I'll look up a, a recipe online and then I'll go to Whole Foods and grab what I need and just make that, that night of.
5: Wow. Well, we love it. Rye, it was such a pleasure having you here on the Money Moves podcast. We are really proud of the work you've put in. Thank you for representing Team USA this summer and congratulations on winning these medals. All the best to you. I hope you shave off seconds and minutes off your time in the future. Thank you so much for being here. Wishing you all the best. All the best. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it so much.
5: All right. Stay tuned. And Rye, before you leave, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media?
3: okay so on twitter i am underscore king ben underscore and it's also the same on instagram as well underscore king ben
5: okay so you heard it there follow him there and we'll keep our eyes peeled for what's coming next for you all right money moves fam that's all we have for this episode of the money moves podcast powered by greenwood but make sure you join us next time we've got tons of things that you won't want to miss